Welcome to episode three, where we talk about Miles Davis. So yeah. Miles Davis is probably the is is the most modern modern uh, jazz artist we're going to talk about on this podcast series, and he was actually born in 1926. Yep, and uh, so he was just uh, very uh, influential and very ahead of his time. Yeah, he was a trumpet player. Uh, he composed a bunch of stuff. He had his own. Uh, group a combo which is um just a small group mainly usually just drums guitar bass piano and then some horns so in his case uh like a trumpet and a saxophone yeah let's let's give an overview of his life so when he was young his his father got him a private music teacher and he actually miles davis actually became a professional uh trumpet player at age 17 when he was still in high school and in 1945, he joined uh, the famous saxophone player Charlie Parker. He joined his band. He and was, that was, was yeah, that ahead was of his huge. Age. That was huge. When he joined Charlie Parker's band, it was just all up from there because just like that, I mean, at a super young age, he was already in the big leagues. And then just the more he played with that group, the more he got recognized. And then he was eventually able to make his own uh, group. Around the same time, uh, in 1950, uh, unfortunately, Miles Davis had a had a little bit of a heroin problem uh, for four years. But he he was actually known for being kind of a little bit of a jerk, and he was kind of like this this cool, mysterious figure, and that gave him the the nickname the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. So, you ever saw the movie Whiplash? That director, he's kind of like that, and. I mean, he was he was really hard on the people he used to play with. I mean, he would go into rehearsals and into recording sessions with just a goal to sound great. And, you know, I mean, he'd get on, on top of people if they didn't do what he wanted, really. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's kind of the funny thing about his band. Um, like, everyone, everyone in his band became famous because he was such a big celebrity. Joey De, DeFrancisco... Uh, when he was 16, he joined Miles Davis, joined his band, and became super famous for playing the organ. Let's talk about some of Miles Davis's albums. So, so really, his first album, "The Birth of Cool," was released in 1957. But he actually released all of that music in he he actually recorded all of that music in 1949 and 1950 when he was around like 24, 25 years old. And only two years later, in 1957, he released the album Kind of Blue. Yeah, and uh, Kind of Blue was huge. I mean, it it was um, he was really venturing into uh, bebop, which is a, another type of uh, jazz where it pretty much just gives all of the players so much freedom to solo and do whatever they want. And I mean, in this case, it was more, it was called a hard, it was called hard bop, which is pretty much, I mean, to put it more simple, it was, he, he would give um, like the, the players like different scales and say, okay, just, there's going to be a bunch of different chord changes. You can plug these scales into those chord changes and it's going to go fast and you can just really do whatever you want. And because of that, I mean, that has influenced 
different types of jazz, rock, and even classical music. And it was one of the it was um, one of fifty records chosen by the Liberty of Congress to be added to the National Recording Registry. Which I mean, that's insane. Here's a little sample from So What from the album Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. caught on so well to the point where kind of blue uh is is still the best gel the best selling jazz record of all time and it, it caught on to all genres including including rock and he actually became the first jazz person to appear on the cover of rolling stone magazine he was yeah, a superstar his, yeah his, yeah i mean i mean the list goes on like he won eight grammys he had 32 no- grammy nominations he worked with michael jackson on that song human nature uh, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006, but unfortunately he wasn't alive for that because in 1991, when he was 65 years old, he died of, uh, his doctor said it was pneumonia, respir- respiratory failure, and a stroke. Um, on the main um, focus of the Black Arts, I mean, during this time, when he started, I mean, it was pretty hard to get into the uh, recording booths and really make some records so when he was younger he actually went over to Paris um, and started recording over there and then because of that I mean jazz just got even bigger. This is just another instance of an African-American man influencing the history and the black art of jazz. Thank you for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk about the life of Duke Ellington.